Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of The Takeout Table. I'm Huynh, and I'm joined here today by our three other lovely hosts. Hi. Hello. That's Kamala, that's Hi. Danielle, and that's Akshita. Woo! Today's episode, we are going to be talking about everyone's favorite food, cheese. cheese. No, 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 no. I'm so excited. this is going to be be such a fun episode for bella and (laughs) yo (laughs) no 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 no. listen 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 goat cheese is good and so is mozzarella hold on hold on but like the hard cheeses and and like the the sharp cheeses (laughs) they gotta stop respectfully hot take because those are like my favorite kinds of cheese okay yeah it is i mean okay every time i say this people are like oh those are the best cheeses come on guys everyone's got their own opinion on cheeses they like anyway danielle you are going to be the person leading this episode because you're actually doing a science project surround centered on cheese last time i checked so yes i am so yeah um I know, I know very well that Bella, you do not like cheese. Some cheeses. Mm. But Akshita, when what are your opinions on cheese, and which ones do you like? I really like cheese, um, which is very unfortunate considering the fact my sister is lactose intolerant. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think I actually get, put cheese in her breakfast sandwich this morning, so we'll see how that goes. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> you I forgot. Her. No, it was I just completely forgot. I was making um I was making uh what is it called? English muffin sandwiches, but kind of on autopilot. So I forgot the fact and she wasn't even awake yet. So it's not like she could come over in the kitchen and yell at me for putting cheese in her sandwich. I don't think she really minds because she, she we also had mac and cheese the other day and she just said whatever i'm gonna eat it it's good this is what lactose intolerant people do on average i i, I believe that speaking is accurate of, speaking of lactose intolerant people i like cheese i'm also lactose intolerant <laughs> yeah oh oh favorite type of cheese though my favorite type of cheese has to be like a nice sharp white cheddar oh my god the, i'm no. sorry bella i'm sorry but it is that's <laughs> it's true that's like m- m- one of my favorite cheeses but also gruyere cheese i use that with cheddar and what is it called I mean, mac and cheese like we do oven baked rather than stovetop mac and cheese but so good I you really guys don't like goat cheese no i like goat cheese but those are i'm more pref- I, I prefer the yeah other. Mm. I just got Actually, you know what's your favorite? Brie or goat cheese? Let's go. Mm. Brie is very good cheese. I like brie. I have a big book about cheese. Hmm. I think I need to give that to you at some point, Danielle. I feel like you'd be interested in reading it and the different types of cheeses they have in there. I would love to. I love reading about cheese. I just love everything about cheese. My my I have many many different types of favorite types of cheese because I do not discriminate with cheeses the only cheese I will never ever ever try is this one cheese that is made with maggots no the maggot cheese maggot cheese maggot cheese okay I'm kind of scared to search this up but I'm searching it up I don't even know why they eat it with the maggots still alive like why 
wait they're still alive it's yeah it, like that's oh. how they curdled that specific cheese it's is called kasu marzu and oh. um so normally cheeses they use or and most cheeses when you're making them they have like use like cultures and those are like um they're kind of like a uh, small bacteria that are used to like help the speed speed up the um they like I should know this is what my eyes on is the cultures, but they help with like setting the um cheese itself and like so make it like its form and also like how hard it is or soft it is. And so instead of adding those cultures, they do they use the um maggots or they like have like the flies lay their lay their eggs and that gives it like flavor in the stuff. It like ferments it like much more. And so okay. it well, does I, become, go ahead. Sorry. It come, becomes like very soft. And, and like it supposedly tastes good, but just like the maggots, no. they are still alive and they are all crawling in the cheese as you eat it. Oh. So, Imagine the mouth feel. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't think you have to worry about trying it though, because uh, according to this 20. 21 article from CNN. It's illegal by the Italian government. It's been illegal since 1962 because there's laws that prohibit consumption of food infected by parasites and people who sell um, kasumarzu will face fines up to 50,000 euros Damn. about 60,000 USD. So um, <laughs> but Sardinians laugh when asked about the prohibit prohibition of their beloved cheese so yeah as long as um when you go to italy you try to avoid illegal cheese dealers i guess (laughs) don't worry i will not go searching for it but um (laughs) yeah other than that uh i very much like multiple a lot of types of cheeses if i had to pick like top three i'd have to say um definitely one of them is gorgonzola I love like the blue cheeses, um, but Gorgonzola especially. I will put that on so many things. I do not care if it smells bad. I love it. Um, I too very much like goat cheese. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I also really like. Oh, I can't choose. Just I, pepper jack cheese also tastes very good. But um, oh, also jack like cheese. I actually like that. Mm. Yeah, pepper jack. Uh, feta I love and um. There's like some like Parmesan cheese, but like it honestly, I do like the regular ones where you can like buy them at like the supermarket and it's either like the like the prepackaged like grated ones or like the little chips of them. But there's some of these, there's some Parmesan cheeses where they're like aged with other stuff. Like I've had like a I've like had um a wine infused one and that was very good. And there was also one that had like flowers in it. Ooh. That tasted very good. You ever just like buy a whole wheel? Not a wheel, but I have gotten, like, wedges. Because wheels, okay, cheese itself is very, like, especially the wheels. But, like, even if you're just getting, like, the wedges of cheese, those can be, like, pretty expensive. But the wheels, those are, like, very expensive. I feel like like we know, I know how we should celebrate your birthday. (laughs) We're just going to go out and buy 
big cheese wheel and we're you know that thing where they carve out some of the inside and then they like they like the, the alcohol in it put it on fire and it's all cool and then we can put the pasta in it too and all the cheese is melting in with the pasta i know it's really hard but also i'm just saying i think that'd be a pretty sick birthday present for you <laughs> that, that is really fun. hard it also it depends on the cheese wheel like mm-hmm. the smaller cheese wheels like if you can hold it in your hand those can be like pretty cheap actually no this one's even i'm looking at one it's like two pounds and it's fifty dollars <laughs> <laughs> oh dear god how big yeah, is five, two pounds five pounds 75 dollars mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah there's 24 pounds is 250 okay i'm trying to figure out the i don't know how so big... i can best do this hang on so... i also think some like what kind of cheese it is because there are oh. some cheeses that are like easier to make and also there's the quality of the cheese how much was the the biggest size you just said uh 24 pound it's a 24 pound eight month aged gouda and it's 254 dollars 254 dollars okay let's see so if i multiply this by five then actually i think you'll be getting yeah, it's actually better bang for your buck if you go for the the most expensive one. Hmm. Well, and as I said before, it also depends on what type of cheese it is because there is a four pound blue cheese for hundred twelve, and there's a five pound cheddar cheese for sixty one dollars. Huh. Okay. So you have to be aware of. Okay, so basically, what I'm taking away from this is that the price of cheese obviously depends on what kind of cheese it is, and also, it's really expensive to get cheese. I think it's because everyone knows how delicious cheese is. Mm, yeah, and also quality. And also because actually um, it is getting, because I'll touch on this later, but the pro- in the process of cheese making, one of the things you need is rennet, which is typically and originally it is in the, um, like the, it's like it used they originally use like the, it's the stomach acid or found in the stomachs of like cows or and like baby calves um and that used to like that's what you use to like activate the cheese and how it goes from uh well milk and and to how it hardens and like um coagulates uh but because of i mean but because it it uses cows um it can be kind of hard to get so that so natural rennet is kind of less common and can be like harder to find but also um they started making like genetically modified rennet but yeah pretty cool i know that making cheese is a thing we could all hypothetically do in our own homes and now i'm curious as to what it would take for all of us to get together in someone's house and make cheese together (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i have oh, oh i have everything needed at my house oh that's right yeah. hey yeah november 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 2nd november 2nd i'm being very specific about this day because we all know what happens on november 1st but november 2nd how are you feeling if we all just dropped off by and we made cheese together Mm. Please save some pumpkin seeds. Oh yeah. yeah. 
I will definitely make pumpkin seeds, but okay, I haven't even I haven't able to get pumpkins recently because it's been too busy and I am so sad. I totally forgot about the fact like this is so uncharacteristic of me, but I totally forgot that it was Halloween and that it's pumpkin and spooky season. I've not carved a pumpkin yet. Have not done anything related to pumpkins yet, and that is very sad. That is tragic. Mm-hmm. I had pumpkin spice yogurt. <gasps> that sounds delicious. While typing my IA. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but that sounds delicious. It was really bad. Oh, I was, I was gonna. What does pumpkin spice yogurt taste like? It tastes exactly what it sounds like. It's pretty bad. I mm. mean, I've had like there's this one um, yogurt that has like it's vanilla yogurt with cinnamon in it, and it's actually not that bad. I like like the slight spice the cinnamon adds to it. Hmm. But yeah, I guess like if it's entirely pumpkin spice, then that might be a different story. Because mm. those I, I've not, I've never really had many pumpkin spice flavored things, but generally you don't even taste spice. What just do you tastes, taste? Just tastes like sweet, and maybe a it bit tastes of like pumpkin. a chai tea latte. Oh, a chai tea latte. Yeah, yeah. Except like, who wants that in yogurt form? Mm. <laughs> I just don't like yogurt. Yogurt's pretty good. <laughs> yogurt is i yogurt is pretty good yogurt i like yogurt don't vote you guys but i like yogurt i like greek yogurt i like i tried banana pudding there was like these little cups and you could like get them and it has like oh these little banana pudding and you can add like nilla wafers on top and you can like stir it together that was good i'll eat that that sounds so yummy Throws mm. me back to kid childhood and getting like those jello pudding cups, the ones with like the chocolate and the vanilla in it. Oh my god. I was never allowed to get those. <laughs> <laughs> no valid, honestly. I think they did something, man. Mm. But they were very good for a small child. Or to a small child. They tasted very delicious. But cheese. Yes. So we're gonna go because you brought it up when earlier. We're gonna and I also think because I said I have the supplies. So how you can make cheese. So there are very like, there are different, so there are, there are simple ways and like less, uh, or simple ways to make cheese that you can do at home, obviously, where you don't need like a bunch of different supplies or like a step-by-step procedure, but those are more commonly, um, they don't really have, might not have the best taste and they might not always work, but there are ones where they're like, oh yeah, you can just heat up some milk, add some vinegar, and then you like wait for it, and then you like wait for it to cool down, strain it, and then you're left with the lump of cheese. And it's sort of like normally like a soft cheese that you can like spread. But like I I can't attest much to the flavor, but just based on the fact that it's milk and vinegar, doesn't oh. like it. Yeah, yeah, that's not very appealing sounding. Yeah. But um, but there is like there are like uh more official ways to make um cheese and uh normally but uh but yeah it's normally it does go around with like boil boiling um or technically it's in a double boiler but uh to do it you have like you have your milk and then because it isn't a double boil or yeah, you have the milk in your double boiler and you it's like we're like heat it up and just like uh yeah and then you can add um 
normally there's like different things you can add to the cheese to like alter how it's going to be or technically it's milk at this point but there's different things you can add one of the things that does help is actually calcium chloride so yes you are eating a bit of calcium chloride when you eat cheese what is calcium love me chloride? some calcium and chloride Ooh. calcium chloride is a chemical mixture that can often be yeah because calcium chloride can cause irritation to skin or to the affected areas if inhaled ingested or comes into contact bro with your why skin are you eyes. eating it why that sounds delicious i don't know what you guys are talking about i'd love to have that i do not endorse this by the way i do not not not, not at all but no guys it's delicious i don't know what you guys are going on about allergy yeah. lady. But yeah, you are eating very calcium chloride, but it's in such a small like constant. It is, but it's because it's been like incorporated with the cheese and it's in such a small dose. It is not harmful at all. Anyways, you can add that and that helps like if you're using store-bought milk instead of like a natural raw milk. It helps the cheese. It helps the milk come into cheese uh, because it's raw, raw milk and store-bought milk are like pretty different because they, they have to be like pasture. The raw milk has to be pasteurized um, and that's what you end up drinking as store-bought milk. Anyways, you can also add cultures. Now, I mentioned this before with the, the like the maggot cheese, but cultures they are um like like there's some bacteria that can like they help with the cheese they help with the cheese settle and uh yeah they also help with like the flavor and the texture and how hardness it is. How hardness? Um, yes, the hard. <laughs> the how hardness? The main two types of cheese cultures are mesophilic and thermophilic mesophilic has a low like a low heat resistance and they can melt easily which produces cheeses that melt easily like swiss uh, mozzarella stuff like that where thermophilic they can last they can stay in like high temperatures and they're much harder to melt so for those would be like parmesan um but yeah so actually go more into the science part of it how the milk goes from milk to cheese. So milk is actually acidic. Not by much, but it is. This is mainly due to lactic acid and lact- lactic acid in the cheese. When you add the cultures to your milk uh, and it heats up, and also the rennet, when you add the rennet, because the rennet is um, essentially a- is acid as well, creates a- it raises the acidity of the milk. And in milk, there's lactose, which is why people is why some people who are lactose intolerant cannot have cheese or milk. Um, so the lactose is actually sugar, and so the lacto and as the sugars ferment, it turns into more lactic acid. This process helps is does actually is actually essential because it helps like decrease the amount of harmful bacteria. Now the the cultures are like good bacteria, but harmful bacteria that like can cause the cheese to go, mold in bad ways. Because there's good mold and bad mold in cheese, but um, it gets rid of those types of bacteria. But it also, so that says it's like heating up. But um, the cheese goes from like a solid or some goes from a liquid to like the semi-solid state because um, the casein proteins in the milk they float around in like negatively charged micelles, and so these micelles they're normally like closed spheres. But when the milk increases in acidity. Um, it causes the micelles to open up and allows the casein proteins to link together and form a gel. And as this gel cools, it sets the cheese into its like semi-solid state. Um, and the seed, speed at which the proteins coagulate is based, in t- is based on the acidity of the milk, which also impacts the hardness of the cheese. And since the acidity of the milk 
is impacted based on like the cultures and the run it's used. Yeah. That was a lot of information. <laughs> that was a lot of information, however, like it's so fascinating to learn how much science like national there's obviously food sciences but like the how much science there is that goes into making something that we could just get at the store so easily also fun the funny thing i had when i was making the sandwiches today there was a, a bag that a bag of like um cheese slices that was not properly sealed so my dad oh. and i got a lovely surprise of mold growing on the side no. of this bag of cheddar cheese we had a second bag but that we checked and it was like yeah we're all clear but i was like oh yeah that's great i love waking up to mold on my cheese in the morning <laughs> mm. and that would be a not good kind of mold no not a good kind no 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 mm. Because many people, like, especially with, like, the moldy types of cheeses, like, blue or um, gorgonzola, like, they do joke around, like, oh, how can you tell if it goes bad? Because normally, well, point of this, normally the mold is not going to be the same shade of blue uh, mm-hmm. or whatever shade it is in the cheese. And also, it'll tend to get more fuzzy instead of just, like, yeah. the regular one. And also, if, it, if, if you've even had the cheese long enough, and you're suspecting that it might be like, is this mold because of age? Then it probably is, and it should not be safe to eat. If you if you've had it long enough, and it's a, and it's in a situation where you think, oh, is that mold? Don't 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 test don't test fate. Just throw it away. I did run into a situation where we we're just growing. I was we we're going grocery shopping. With, I was with my dad. And it wasn't like real grocery shopping because we do that online, but like it was just like we're just going there because we're like, oh, we're missing a few things. And so because I wanted some gorgonzola because like, you know, I love gorgonzola. So we get there and it comes in like little tubs and it was like it was like crumbled gorgonzola. So I could like add on top of stuff. And so I get home. I was so excited because I was going to make like a pasta and I was going to add gorgonzola on it. And I was so excited. I opened it was like the container. It was freshly opened. I opened it up and I noticed that the crumbles were like fuzzy. And I'm like, um... And so I was concerned because I'm like, that's normally not, it's not, but the more mold for gorgonzola is like bluish black. It's not fuzzy white. <laughs> and so it was, it did turn out that the cheese had expired before I even opened it. That's so it? tragic. That was no. fun. Did you eat it? No, I threw it away. <laughs> we do not condone the consumption of expired cheeses or chemicals or moldy yeah no stuff <laughs> no just not just expired chemicals don't eat any chemicals <laughs> expired chemicals are actually safer to eat really wait yeah. okay I, hang you on haven't, you haven't you haven't heard of the black hand they tried no. to co- they tried to commit suicide after killing archduke franz ferdinand and then they used like expired cyanide so they drank it they were like we're gonna die right and then they just got sick and, and threw up and they didn't die. Because yeah. they lose their strength. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Wait, you hmm. two are biology students. How do you know this? And Danielle, the chemistry student, doesn't. I read a comic <laughs> book his- on it. It's history. Oh, that's true. <laughs> well, I do not learn about consumption of these chemicals. <laughs> I, I do know that, like, yeah, I do know that, like, if they're left, like, the concentration or the chemical itself will change and alter and that's why in lab we, that's why you have to like write down 
like the date and everything for the like the date and concentration or and whatever that you made the solution so you know like oh because there were multiple times actually one of our experiments during lab it did not work because um one of the solutions it had been like pretty old and so it had like weak it was I think it was an acid it had weakened and so the titration did not work out well yeah oh yeah but anyway continue (laughs) how you make cheese but um so I was about to say that um we should just in general always be careful with chemicals even if they are like lose potency or or whatever I I'm Mm. the physics student here I don't know anything okay then I will wrap this up quickly but uh so basically after you add the cultures and the rennet you're in you have like you're still like stirring the cheese while it's like it's the milk while it's like heating up um you have to stir it like consistently and then you basically heat it for a long time make sure there's no like skin and like forming over the top of the, the the milk and then eventually it will start to like turn into curds actually you're supposed to just let it like drain out naturally first before you start because the squeezing the squeezing is what like it also determines the hardness of the cheese because those curds like the more you squeeze them and like take the water out it'll like make the cheese become harder that part is also very important granted it's not the entire it doesn't depict like the entire hardness of the cheese but yeah um you'd add a few more times and then you like you you can you can also like use a cheese press and you can also have like molds not like the mold mold but like a form you can you can put like the curds in that and you put that in the cheese press to like make the formation of the cheese um and then you normally like put wax on it and that helps so like it's for during the aging process of the cheese like some cheeses you don't have you don't put the wax on like if you want them but some of them you can and um but yeah, and then you let them age for whatever it for the different types of cheese. Some cheeses do require like a longer aging process, and other ones are don't really require much of any. But yeah, it does it depends on the type of cheese and like what other qualities there are to it. But and but the cheese it's kept in like a cheese cave. And the, the cheese cave, because I have to make one, the, in the cheese, so the cheese is being kept, it has to be kept in a cheese cave while it's aging, and um, it ha- it's, like, in a, normally, like, a dark enclosed area, it doesn't have to be, like, dark, dark, but, like, it helps, but it has to be at, like, a constant 52 to 55 degrees Fahrenheit, I don't know what it is in Celsius, and it has to be at an 80% to 90% humidity, and also, you need to have, like, like a dripping area because like as the cheese like ages it'll like let off like whatever liquid moisture is inside of it you have to like check it constantly you have to make sure it doesn't get like too damp in there or like there's like condensation because that can also end up affecting the cheese in like a more negative way or it could also cause like bad mold and you got cheese What's a way that cheese can go, like, like in the process of making cheese? What's, like, do you know any, like, ways things can turn south? Like, what is a bad cheese? Yes. Um, some of the, some ways that can go, like, pretty bad are, one, if you're doing all this, you have to make sure everything you're working with is sterilized, um, like, boiled beforehand, because that'll get rid of any negative bacteria, because if that bacteria gets in contact with the cheese while it is aging, it will, like, ruin the cheese and make it inedible. Uh, also, your, or just general milk, the milk should not be, like, spoiled. It should be, like, a good temperature milk. It does help, 
it does help when you're like cutting curds like because the, when the curds they kind of solidify before you like squeeze them it helps if they're like even because that can help like with a better consistency but also when you're just like heating up the cheese because if you heat it up to if you make it too hot the cultures will like die and they won't help I mean you'll still get the cheese but like it won't be the, what you expect if you're out of the cultures okay cool I'm glad we know like so much more about cheese because like now I I mean that one packet was had bold on it I kind of want to go and get more cheese mm. and figure out ways to make a very interesting birthday present for Danielle and figure out how I'm gonna bring that to school one day <laughs> it have to be at school yeah we could do it outside of school we could do it outside of school I love mm. mozzarella mozzarella yeah, I guessed it right. Mozzarella is good, especially like paired with like maybe like a little bit like a basalmic drizzle and like with prosciutto. That sounds delicious. Yeah. No, because <sighs> I, I do not like tomatoes. So it's kind of mm-hmm. sad that a lot of like cheese pairings go with tomatoes. So I'm like, <sighs> that's the acidity. So I like tomatoes. Mm-hmm. I have a I like them if they're cooked. Tomatoes. Yeah, same. And sun-dried like, tomatoes. That's very good. Yeah, but like, oh. I tomatoes inside of a soup. I'm not talking, talking about tomato soup. That's different. But like, slicing up tomatoes and putting it in soup. I do not like that. Oh, <laughs> I, I, don't like, I don't like tomatoes in soup either. The, the like, the, can you call it the skin? Like, the skin of the tomatoes is still in yeah. it too. So like, you get a mix of like, the very, like, very soft and like, I'd say borderline, borderline soggy tomato all question mark question mark insides juices meats i don't know how do you describe some inside of a tomato but also like that bite from the skin that that just doesn't personally appeal to me but cheese mm. i do make an exception oh i don't know if you can classify chili as a soup but mm. it depends on where the chili is some who makes the chili because sometimes it can be very soupy other times it's not but more tomato like and chili is very good more like a stew Mm. Kind of, yeah probably i don't know no way you were talking a lot about like the different processes in making cheese and obviously there's a lot of things that can go wrong and a, but also a lot of small ways you can tweak it and change it so out of curiosity how many different types of cheese are there oh my god um so there are like there are technical there are like they're more common ones that you like most people know of, um, like mozzarella, parmesan, uh, feta, blue, gouda, Swiss, gruyere, brie, cheddar, goat, uh, gorgonzola, asiago, pepper jack cheese, camembert, burrata. But there are over 1,831 different types of cheeses. <laughs> oh my gosh, I want to try them all. Except for, like, I know, and a lot of them sound very good, but it also, a lot of the cheeses, they're, like, because they do split them up also based on, like, because the cheese, it can also, you, you can't, you can make cheese with other, as specifically by goat cheese, you can make cheese with other different um, types of milk, so that also, like, oh, that's creates, like, like different name. types, but, and there's also, like, the, like, cream cheese, that is still a cheese, so is mascarpone, provolone cheese, oh my god, how did I forget provolone cheese, I love provolone cheese. And if you are ever curious, 
if you ever want to like look at these types of cheeses um it is very easy to like search up there's actually cheese.com and you can like go to cheese.com and you can like look at like all the different types of cheeses and like read about them and it is very cool and then there's also also you can look at um this one website that i have like bookmarked because it's technically supposed to like where you can like buy cheeses but they have like a they have like just lists of like all these different types of cheeses it's like murrayscheese.com but i just like read the cheeses sometimes i'm like oh it looks so good oh my gosh cheese.com has so many cheeses this is insane you can search yeah. them up by type of texture and by country milk and color oh my gosh this is so cool and cheese facts they have cheese facts but yeah they're a bunch of different types of cheeses uh i could not list all of them but cheese.com does have a bunch of them and and you can also what can change the type of cheese is you can add stuff to it like i know like I've mentioned like where there's like wine in a cheese because normally you have wine with cheese but you can also um in cheese you can add like truffles uh, not like the chocolate stuff but um like truffle mushrooms um those can like make a cheese taste very good because I also very much like truffle so I love cheese like that also the history of cheese so you might be wondering when did cheese really come about? Another project for school that I was doing is about is from is about the Roman Empire or is Rome and it mentioned you can mention even back in or like d- during the Roman Empire and even in Greece how cheese was a staple for food. It was eaten, it was easy to make and it was eaten by all classes or social classes, but mainly the poor because it was easy to make. And the rich, when they have, they like they have, like there's like they had like the, these fancy dinners, and they lay, they like lie a lot around in the triclinium, which is where they just basically lounge and just like eat. Um, but they would have like like different snacks, types of foods, and some of them would be cheese. But yeah, yeah, it was a national historic cheese making center. Um, they had like talked about how uh, cheese. The art of cheesemaking is referred to in an ancient Greek mythology, and evidence of cheese and cheesemaking can be found in Egyptian tombs murals dating back over 4,000 years. Before that, there are still, like, evidence of, like, cheese being made where they first started, like, um, domesticating wild, or not really domesticating wild animals, but, like, like farming, like, getting resources from them, like, all the way back in 8,000 BC. 8,000? Yeah. Jeepers, creepers. Um, but yeah, it was like, and it is it did like originate um, in the area of like um, in Egypt and um, like Greece and Rome and like the European. I think it was like the Crescent Circle. We may, we mentioned in pre- previous episodes how cheese is not commonly like, or there's not many like dishes in like Asian cuisine that have cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, but so as like the I don't know if it'd be a fad but as the cheese making process and cheese itself like spread to Asian countries there is there are like cheeses because I know um there's paneer but there's also a cheese called ruchan um that had been produced in China since the Ming dynasty and yeah and it's like still a primary component to the diets of the I'm sorry if I mispronounce these but it's Sani and Bai people of China and Tibetans and Mongolians also have a long history of producing cheeses um, that really like played a role in development of Chinese cheese making. You might you might have heard um, like the sort of like a story the story of um, how um, 
cheese was like first made it was how like oh it was like an accident accidentally came around and that is it is a possibility because um when because the store when you had to store milk it was commonly stored in like internal animals like internal organ to like sort of like store it as like a little pouch and because it does have the rennet or like and like the acidic so when the milk is stored in there and they like this the story is uh, like oh there was a traveler he was like on a, he was going through it was either horseback or camelback and like through long times it was either in the desert or just in extreme heat in the middle east and as i kept walking with the mixture of the milk and the hot temperatures and the rennet and the fact that because because they were on like the horse or camel i forget which one um and it just kept like kept moving and it actually caused the milk to curdle and turn into a form of cheese that is like a possibility of how it came about it does that is, it does make sense um historically um and scientifically accurate it is also it also is quite possible that it was made just by just by making cheese because um just having the just because they were cultivating from animals Dang. Yo, it feels like I'm at a cheese luxury. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> you could totally just run an entire, like, class about making cheese. I think, like, like with more experience actually making cheese and, like, going out there and doing stuff with cheese, I think you could actually totally do lectures on cheese. <laughs> that is why I want to go into food science. And, yeah, and, and probably, I don't know, like, because I do very much love cheese, and if I can take classes about cheese, <laughs> that'd be very fun, especially just, like, with the whole, like, cheese process, and even, like, other stuff, because, like, if, um, I do know there's some other classes about, like, wines and how the fermentation process, that is also very good, because, like, if I can make, like, wines and kombucha in my own house, that'd be pretty cool. What's kombucha uh, like? I never, I never drink it, it's like, I know it's fermented tea or something. Yeah, it's like tea and like fruit juice. I have a bottle next to my bed. But um, what's it taste like? Uh, it, it was it's an apple one, so it tastes kind of like an apple cider, but more like bubbly and a bit kind of like I don't know. I got it. It's just tea soda. No, it's. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Anyone else tried kombucha? I've not tried kombucha. Mm-mm. Okay. It's well, really difficult. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not vinegary. It's it's not vinegary, it isn't but it's like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to hey, describe it. I have my fault. No, it's fine, it's fine. Oh, but yeah. Bucha. Very much interested in foods. Or like mushrooms. I know it's like totally different, but like mushrooms are so cool. Mushrooms are pretty cool, I say, as I'm not a fan of eating mushrooms. However, mushrooms are very cool. They're fun mm. to draw. <laughs> that okay. might actually just be because the mush- the common mushrooms that we eat, like portobello, um, like uh, button mushrooms, and there's another one. I forget or what, but, like, what they are, but like the common mushrooms we eat, those are all part of like the same, not even family. They're the same species of mushroom. Just oh. like they're just altered a bit and grown differently. So. Maybe you, you might not, maybe it's not that you don't like mushrooms, you just don't like that one specific type. Because mushrooms, they all yeah. have, like, different tastes, and they're all, like, very, I mean, granted, not all of them are edible. Many of them are not edible. Do not eat random mushrooms. Um, yeah, this is really pretty, like, a white mushroom, and it's, like, gonna kill you. I mean, it kills you in, like, seven seconds. 
Don't leave that in. I, I just hold on. I'm gonna find it. Oh no, it's it's like an angel something. Angel of no, not angel of death. An- angel of death. But it is um it's called the destroying angel mushroom. It is the most common poisonous mushroom in North America and it is also one of the most deadly mushrooms known to man. I feel like I've seen one of these before. Well, that's mm. great. <laughs> they are actually really pretty and they're like pure white. If you eat these mushrooms, you will Let's put a picture. Here's a picture of the mushroom. If you eat and um, if you eat one of these mushrooms, it will start off, you will feel like very sick and you'll be like throwing up and like repeatedly and you'll feel like horrible. But then it'll stop and you'll feel fine. But then I think it's like then it goes to like your heart or failure. And then it will be a it'll take like a month to kill you, but it'll just be a long and painful death. Mm. Well, I think I was wrong. Be careful eating mushrooms, then I guess. Yeah, so don't don't eat them. Um. Well, no, no, not don't eat mushrooms. Don't eat don't. specific types of mushrooms. Yeah, don't 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 eat don't eat death angel or destroying angel. Eat mm-hmm. like if you know there's there's different ways you can like if you definitely if you learn more about mushrooms like the different ways you can like identify them, then yeah you can go you can go out and like find mushrooms in the wild and but like trust your instincts and information because yeah it may your nature like comfortable knowing like oh yes this is this type of mushroom. I will not die if I eat this. Okay. Good. Yeah. So, yeah, cheese. You guys have any questions or comments or thoughts about cheese? I love cheese. <laughs> not cheese's biggest fan. Mm. Oh, well. I did want to make this because it makes me slightly, not really upset, but it is... American cheese is not real cheese. Yes. Okay, did not. Okay. I think American cheese is the reason I hate cheese. I mean, no, not hate cheese. The reason why I dislike some cheeses. Mm. American cheese is so apparently America has like 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 a huge storage of cheese and they choose to turn it into American cheese. Why would you do this? No, yeah, that is the American cheese and that is why American cheese is not a real cheese. Because, yeah, I, I mean, granted, when I was little, I would, like, I have distinct memories of whenever I, we'd go grocery shop with my mom once a week, I'd go, we'd go to, like, the deli counter, and I just, as my mom would be getting cheese, I just asked for a slice, they'd give me a slice of cheese for free, and i just, like, walk around the store nibbling on my slice of American cheese. Good and, or like, bad. I thought it was the greatest thing ever, but, like, uh. now that I've experienced other cheeses, it's 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 just it's it's, uh. i mean there's something like nostalgic about like a slice like making a grilled cheese sandwich with like slices of craft american cheese like i can't deny that but also Mm. yeah like having tried other different types of cheeses you can do so many use so many other types of much better cheeses yeah grilled cheese and like also you can like just amp up your grilled cheese make it really refined and delicious yeah like <sighs> i've had like grilled cheese with like granted i think it's past the grilled cheese at this point but at my skating club there's like you can there's like a cafe area 
And one of the things you can order is a grilled cheese. So, you know, me and my mother, we made, I don't know if it's a hack, but we're kind of just like, you know what? I don't want a grilled cheese, but what if we make it different? So we just add like, because you can add add-ons. It's, to- it's totally fine. But we just add like avocado um, and uh, tofu. And the cheese is pepper jack cheese. And it, it tastes very good. I That sounds delicious. And I want now, I, I want, we should make, I'm going to make stuff with cheese today. I, I still have leftover mac and cheese, but I'm going to make more stuff with cheese today because I want cheese. Yeah. yeah. This will be a very cheesy day. I respectfully not make anything with cheese. <laughs> have you That's ever okay, tried? Though. Have you ever tried putting like cheese with ramen before? God, no, never. No. I will not do that. The one cheese that people do that with is American cheese, by the way. I really? Know, I, know. I mean, yeah. No, because um, Kore- Korean army soup is like you you put all the stuff in and then you put in like a slice of cheese at the top. Oh. But it's American cheese, so um, no thanks. Especially. I think it tastes good. But yeah, I, think okay. good. I mean, you have nostalgia factor, and I do oh, not. Oh, yeah. That is true. That is true. I'm all for creamy soups, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it all depends I... on person to person. Yeah. As much as I love cheese, I don't think I would put it in a soup. Maybe like if it was like a. Maybe like, maybe, I don't know, sour cream, maybe. Maybe the closest I would possibly get is cream cheese but like that's if it's a cream soup yeah that definitely just put cream inside the soup yeah i'd normally just put cream but like if i don't have cream and i have a thing of cream cheese i'll be like eh close enough it's gonna be chunky it's gonna be chunky well no because cream cheese it melts very nice it melts easily okay i actually have no experience with this yeah i use cream cheese a lot when i'm lazy making pasta and if I'm just like, uh, what I want, I was, I was like, oh, add cream cheese and maybe some like garlic or some other stuff to make cream sauce. But yeah, when you add, like, if you melt, like, if you mix the pasta water with um cream cheese and like just and, like sort of like stir it over like a low heat, it'll create a nice cream. Nice. And then it's really nice too, cause like as the as you cook it more and as the pasta water evaporates and as the like, it'll cre- it'll be very very creamy. So, nice. Yeah. Unless you, I guess, have anything else, I'm. That's all I had planned. All right. Well, thank you, Danielle, for hosting today's episode and teaching us all about the wonderful world of cheese. Yeah, thanks for letting me ramble on about cheese. Yeah, thank you for so much for talking about it. It was actually really cool. And like, we don't really talk much about the science behind food, but there's definitely a lot of it there. I'm really curious, like, to see more ways or also for us to just do more silly stuff with um, food. So Thank you for hosting a very lovely episode, our resident cheese expert, Danielle. Haha, <laughs> no problem. Thank you guys so much for joining us today at the takeout table. As always, feel free to subscribe, follow, rate, whatever it is on the social pl- on the listening platform you're currently using. We are also soon going to be, I know we said this every episode, but I swear we are one day going to be going up on YouTube and hopefully that's more accessible might be that was probably more, be more accessible for y'all um also we do have an instagram takeout table pod takeout underscore table pod there you can find posts about the foods we learn about and also some fun behind the scenes content thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you next time at the table bye bye